Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hey guys, welcome back to the Art of Craftsmanship podcast. My name is Dustin O'Hara and I'm here with my brother and co-host, Devin. Hello. Devin, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. What do you got for us today? In his mid-30s, a man either reaches out towards risk and glory or stays within the routines of the expected and ordinary. It is the age when men leave safe homes and jobs and go on voyages and odysseys and perform transforming sacrifices. It's the age when Walt Whitman wrote Leaves of Grass and Columbus started planning his voyage to the Indies. It's an age at which visionaries become prophets or explorers or inventors or make fools of themselves trying. So all you all, all you people in your thirties, get your ass moving, <laughs> or not, or that's when you decide not to. You just stay in the safe harbor, or at least make yourself a fool. At least try, yeah, right, yeah, exactly. Give it a shot. At least you know? do something, right? Yeah, when you're, you're in your twenties, you're like getting ready. You're doing your education. You're like having the last hurrah of your youth and your childhood, and then you hit thirty, and you're like, all right, time to put the pedal to the metal and get this thing going. Right, I feel like your thirties now. You have your, you, you have the tools, or you should have. Right. Them. Yeah. So it's it's, uh, you know, you're a big boy now. <laughs> get get to work and doing something cool. Um. Yeah, I think I. Uh, th- okay. Oh, I took that from actually. I took it from another pa- podcast. I was listening to the Bear Grease podcast, mm-hmm. and that comes from an author named named Robert Morgan. He wrote Boone about Daniel Boone. And also, Daniel Boone did a lot of his stuff that he's known for in his 30s. Right. Um, so, it's always those quotes like that always get you going. But it's it's also a little bit of a, you can only do so much, right? you got families and stuff, but you have to try to do something. There has to be something to push forward to and and, and get through and, and some, some excitement. Because I think there's a lot of... Uh, Danger and only living vicariously through others, which we all do on like YouTube and podcasts. We're constantly watching these other people or people do greater things, yep. I think. And it's fun. And it's, it's exciting to taste that. But it's obviously nothing like actually doing it. Right. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I think I think that's true. I think uh, maybe your 30s are your safe time to have. Um, a midlife crisis is when you're supposed to have a midlife crisis and not in your mid years, <laughs> you know, or maybe like, right. cause in my mind, a midlife crisis is like you hit 40 or 45 or 50 and you're like, I haven't done anything yet. 
you know, or like right. I haven't gotten this thing that I always thought I would have, right? You know, and then that's when people right. buy the cars or they, you know, I don't know, quit their job and try something new, you know. But then at that point, it's like looked down upon because, well, you're 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 midlife, you're old. You're like, what are you doing, doing something right. crazy now? What are you doing? Yeah, go home, old man. What are you right. doing? And and your thirties are when you're like supposed to have that time, you know. Ideally, I guess, right. or maybe that's the mindset. I don't know, but uh, yeah. I mean, as someone who's thirty eight, getting to the end of my thirties, you know, I think, <clears throat> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I still feel like I'm in the beginning of my adult life. You know, I don't feel like I'm obviously in my twenties, but. I'm also, you know, a fairly young father. I have a 12-year-old daughter, you know, so it's like she's not grown. She's not out of the house yet, so I'm still in the, like, the beginning stages of being a father. Um, I'm, like, you know, in in a career as a teacher that I'm still kind of in the beginning stages of. Like, it's I haven't been in it for 15 years or something, you know, where you feel like you're in the middle. Um, right. One thing, though, I do think that, like, as as YouTubers and content creators, we're kind of in that early adulthood stages as in like we've gotten through the beginning through like the teenage years and the struggle of like what do you do is it is it worth it or not and we've gotten to the point where now we're we're in a position where we can comfortably say that it has started to work and and could continue to work as long as we put in the right amount of work and effort you know so it's like then you're kind of in that middle you kind of keep pushing and pushing and moving and moving and trying to keep getting you know pushing for success and keep moving forward yeah, that's. I mean, so maybe we're in our thirties of the of the YouTube. There's, content. there's, there's <laughs> right. There's always time more something. we can. <clears throat> there's always more we can do. There's, right. like, um, yeah, our, our, we can do a lot more on the channel. We should be doing a lot more, and that's just. It's just we're we're so busy, but we have to keep pushing. Like this is no means like me just telling other people to, Hey, go out and do something like we are like, right. oh, cool, make a YouTube channel. <laughs> right. No, we need to do it. Right. We need the, the, like the kick in the ass, just like everybody else. Right. And if you don't have anything, um, I will say that this, all this stuff has been nice, a nice creative yeah. outlet. And that is a good push to have something that, you know, people are watching and it's fun to, um, interact with people. And right. so this is a start, but we have to keep pushing, you and I, and, and there's things we've talked about that we've done some of it and some of it we haven't even touched. Right. So we just know we hit the push and yeah, I don't know. It was just, just a fun, it's a fun thing. And you know, so what if you're old too and you don't do all the crazy <laughs> adventure stuff, there's also, a, there's, there's great, some people, people work, man. A lot of people just have yeah. to work and support their family. And that, that's a, and that's, there's, that's yeah, a wonderful, that's a wonderful that. thing. Yeah. No, I agree. Mm -hmm. But, but you gotta, you still, you should, you know, it's. Yeah, it's that's your Real time, time to like to uh, take that chance, you know. <laughs> Just mm -hmm. do something, do something fun, do something crazy, try something that you wouldn't have like tried ten years ago, or something that you right. you you might. If you don't try it now, it might never happen. <clears throat> and maybe it's maybe exactly. a, maybe a piece of that is your med midlife crisis. But maybe, you know, you don't want it to be just a piece of it. Maybe you want it to be a full thing. Like maybe you want to hike the Appalachian Trail or maybe you want to, you know, <clears throat> spend some money on a cool car and have that so you can enjoy it. Maybe you want <laughs> to, you know, start a family and like really like that can be, you know, your goal. Like I also when we, when I was talking last week on the podcast, um, that is one of the things I talked about is like also, <clears throat> excuse me, 
being, um, you know, striving to do better and striving to push yourself, but also being content with the things that you can do and try not to push yourself past your limit. Now, now where that limit is, like you want to push against that limit, but sometimes you have to think, okay, well, I'm doing all this, this stuff and I'm pushing, like, do I have to push more? Is it absolutely necessary? Or can I be content with like the, the speed and the, and the progress that I'm pushing forward on? So like, sometimes I feel Mm -hmm. like, you know, we have, there we'll get, go through lulls of growth in the channel. And then I'm like, well, what can we do? We got to do more. We got to do more. I'm like, well, you know, we're both working full time. We're both husbands. We're both fathers. You know, we have like these other things that we're doing. We have lives and we're still doing this. Like we're pushing pretty good for what we're doing. You know, like, yeah, we want to grow, but, but, um, you know, how, how, how hard is too hard? You know, like how, but it, yeah, yeah, no, so. <clears throat> understand. But there, there's a, I mean, there's a lot more we can do. And even if both of us spent a, if we both wrote in our like, uh, okay, we're going to spend an extra 15 minutes a day, right. Sending out emails and doing things and planning, we could get a lot more done. Right. Yeah. Um, and that will hopefully that those little bits every day lead to the adventure you want right. to have lead to the really cool thing. Um, Cause yeah, I mean, I I love all this stuff. I love watching Anthony Bourdain and travel shows, and I I love watching Meat Eater and and Tested and mm-hmm. seeing these people go all over the place and do things, and try things, and it's um, yeah, it's just a um, it's it's just a taste, right? You really you gotta try and get there and do it, yeah. And uh, not that our channel necessarily is the our pathway to things like that, but um, we, we should give it a shot. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, I think that's a good quote. I think that's just a, just kind of a, <clears throat> like a reality check that, you know, you, if you want to, if you want to do great things in life, you got to do them, you know, <laughs> like you can't just want to do yeah. them. You can't just watch, like you said, you can't just watch other people do them. And we have all these avenues to do that. Now we can live vicariously through right, other people right. very we, easily. Yeah. You know? And so it's like, do it. We can you can kind of scratch the itch, which is yeah. nice, <laughs> right? It's cool. Like you can see all the stuff in 4K and watch people, and you can, like, if you were trying to, I wonder what's like like to you know live in Japan or something like that. You can go on YouTube and find someone and follow their whole life, what it's like, yep. and like go on walks with them and see. Or I wonder what it's like to travel here and there, and that's great the, the itch, but you can't really get at it. Right. You can't get to where I think we all need to try to get and is to try to be in it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and not that, not that my trip to Acadia was like a big push or anything, but I feel like, <clears throat> you know, getting that uh, chance to go up and, and like see these sites mm-hmm. that have been, are, that are pretty world famous with, uh, you know, Mount Desert Island and Acadia being up there and like sitting on the giant rocks and watching the water and all the you know lobster boats and, yeah. and the cool coves yeah. and stuff and that was that was pretty cool. I was like, wow, this is this is a pretty big trip, like a pretty significant event. Yeah. You know, it's something that a lot of people and hear about or think about, but actually going up and doing it, like that was pretty cool, you know, and I felt right, like it's always thing, right. You know, I got to stand there and do it. You know, it was like yeah, yeah, not yeah just no, the and pictures. And you you're a little bit of it to me thinking like I got to do more stuff because you guys take all types of great little trips. You you make a um, concerted effort to 
get out and do yeah. things and and go on trips and that's like and I'm you know um, me and my wife aren't really at that point necessarily because we have a baby right. and yeah. a new puppy so there's a lot of things that we just can't in the pandemic it's just yeah. hard to get out but we gotta keep trying and pushing and uh, yeah that's it so. Uh, you know, get your ass kicked, everybody, and let's all get moving and let's do some fun stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, and so I, I listened to a little bit of your ah. Dustin O'Hara podcast, yeah. and, uh, <laughs> but I only listened to like a couple minutes. Actually, I was more interested in what quote or if. You oh, nice! Quote. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah, let me let me just listen. I was I was driving to work, and I was, so I pulled it out. Nice. So how'd that go? It was it was fine. I mean, did you like yeah, it? no, it was okay. Um, it's uh I was talking to Nicole, I was talking to my wife <clears throat> afterward about it. Um and saying how I think what was it? It was like in reference to her she had to record she's in she's in grad um classes right now, she's getting her masters in library science and so she had to record herself for like a minute talking about something. And um and she mm-hmm. you know, she was saying how weird it was to record herself and and I had just had basically the like experience of talking to myself for, you know, 50 minutes or whatever it was, almost an hour. Um, and, right. and I had the realization that when I'm talking on the podcast or when we're recording for the channel, like, I don't feel like I'm talking to myself. Like, I feel like I'm talking to everyone who's out there because I know that people are listening and I know that people are watching. Yeah. So although in the moment it's not live, but but I know that there's an audience, right? So although I can't see mm. the audience, um, I know that they're there, whether that's like right in the moment or in the future. So it's it's a weird thing to be like talking to yourself, but you're not really talking to yourself. Like literally I was talking to myself, but you know, in the grand scheme of things, I'm talking to the people that are listening. Right. And I had that mindset. Yeah, so. And- so although I was like having a conversation and I had to keep going on my own and I was mentioning how like I couldn't like – eat skittles or i couldn't drink my beer right oh, because yeah. i'm like i did hear that part. just had to keep on talking <laughs> which is fine but um yeah having uh i don't know i kind of you know i gave myself some points and then some things to talk about just kind of kept on going with it but um but yeah it was but it was you weird. you also you have i mean you have experience with that obviously with the channel right yeah i mean you're talking to me but you're used to just um you know speaking your feelings right talking about loud yeah. Like explaining what you're doing or, or trying to figure out a way to explain yourself. Right. And, and also, but yeah, and also being a teacher, you know, I'm, I'm used to doing, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. not that I lecture right. all the time, but I am used to like talking and explaining thing for a while and going over it and then making sure everyone's like paying attention, understands, you know, so, so that like, you know, having to talk to, you know, an audience for a certain amount of time is not something that's brand new to me, but recording the podcast on my own was different, but, uh. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was, it was, yeah, it was kind of weird, but it was cool. I think it was all right. It's obviously, I prefer having two people. It's nice to have a conversation <laughs> to break it up a little bit <laughs> and, and to get your right. point of view, right? Because that's the other thing we, we feed off of each other, right? So I will say something mm-hmm. and you'll say something, it'll give me an idea and then we go back and forth. And that's why usually we're like right. talking and talking and then we look up and it's been an hour and 40 minutes, you know, cause like, cause we're having a conversation. <laughs> so it goes back and forth and it kind of, it kind of moves organically. You know, so doing mm. it by myself, I like I said, I had those. I just had some key points written down, like I always do anyway. But so I knew I wanted to hit some stuff. Um, the one, the one thing I wasn't like confident about or wasn't sure about, and, and I haven't gone back and listened to it, so I'm not 
sure how well it was, but like how cohesive the whole the whole thing was. So was I like revisiting points that I had already made before or was it like did it did it move slow? I mean, did it move like, you know, uh, comfortably from one point to the next and like make a cohesive you know conversation? And and like not that I was worried about it, but, you know, that's one of those things that like, did I did I just ramble on and on about the same thing and from different points of view? I, like, I don't think so, but I right. see. I haven't got a lot of feedback from it. I got a little bit, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was good. Enough. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> um, speaking of doing things alone, I had to finish the, uh, the projector oh, box yeah. on my own or to a degree we were gonna, I was going to take it home and do all the hardware. Right. Yeah. Um, attach the stuff, but it just didn't work out with time. And right. I was going to have to come back over anyway to do some certain bits. And, and so we, I came back over and we just, plowed through with putting the hardware on and oh that's right yeah we um, did do we, we yeah we shot all the hardware and like so we did do the hardware the and, and like we kept and, going yeah, yeah right um but then i took it home and i i uh <laughs> did, did the paint job which i, I don't know about spray paint <laughs> we probably should have done it it's always it's a, spray paint's always exactly what i think it's going to be right. you know what i mean yeah. you're never you're never blown away by the result right and it's always takes more spray paint than you think it will, <laughs> yeah, or at least, in right, my, you yeah. know, you always think you can get away with one can, but you probably need three. Like, <laughs> it's like yeah. it never looks as good. It never covers up as much. Uh, it is what it is. But so what I did was we wanted a, a design on the side of it. Right. And we weren't sure. We were thinking, well, the thought was. We my my wife got a new the new cricket thing. Yeah. Um. It's it cuts out uh, vinyl and paper and stuff, and you can do crafts and stuff with it. And we're doing the our daughter's first birthday party. All the crafts and all the things hanging and yada yada yada, which it really comes in handy for that. But I was like, look, I can cut out any design. We'll stick it on the side, and I'll spray paint, peel that off, and it'll you know yeah something cool. Yeah, do it. So that was it. nice yeah. and. And mask. it's kind of pain in it's a yeah, yeah it's a pain in the ass because they make you subscribe to like the cricket design suite or space oh, right. or whatever to they call use it. the program which kind of sucks <laughs> it's like it's like whatever five or ten bucks a month like really I hate that everything su- subscription crazy, yeah. everything's subscription based now yeah and everything wants you to be online the whole time when you're right. using it like you can't just take the equipment and use it yeah like a tool <laughs> yeah. like it should be it's a tool right, exactly it's not a it's not a social network like. I, Anyway, but at least they let you pull images from wherever. Right. Because their images are limited. Like, they're pretty corny, some of it. So I pulled off real images, silhouette shots of different types of film reel and projector reels. And I got two ones I really liked, got the outline, printed them out, stuck them on, and spray painted that. And I got a little bit of footage, but I just couldn't do much because my wife was at work and I had the baby. (laughs) So I just kind of held it and shot a little bit. We might, I don't know, maybe we'll do a, a voiceover or something. I don't know. Right. But peeled them off. That was cool. And it looks pretty yeah, good. Yeah, they look like, great. I mean, you know, from yeah. from any amount of distance away. Obviously, if you're up and you're, you're examining it perfectly, like, yeah, there may be little oversprays and stuff. But, I mean, when you have that, like, a, 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 an adhesive mask, like, that's the best you can do for spray paint. You know, you, right, as long as your right. like layer isn't too thick, or you try to pull it off too soon and it's wet, you know, like oh yeah, those look great. No, yeah, th- yeah. I mean that the mat that those really turned out well. Yeah. 
other than a little spray paint getting under line, like a little bit or, yeah. or, or wood, wood peeling off a little right. bit, but yeah. the mask was perfect. Yeah. Like the, 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 uh, the, outline of it. the adhesive vinyl stuff worked great. Um, but yeah, it looked cool. And I think it looks like a really, really good prototype. Yeah. Like if we were to take that and try to sell it, we could like take that and say, this is what it's going to look like. We'll, we'll pretty it up a little right. bit, but this is like, this is what we yeah. want. Um, but yeah, I got it sitting in the house now. It's it's awesome. It's a if people didn't know, we were trying to do a uh, uh, something to keep your projector in, right? Store everything, keep all the electronics in, keep your extension cord in, your screen, and then just be able to take it anywhere, right? You can take it to a friend's house, take it to the living room, take it outside, right. do outside movie nights. Home, home that theater was the idea. Box. Yeah, right. Because I hadn't seen really anyone doing that. Everyone, if they have a projector outside, they either have some super amazing setup where they mount it somewhere, you know, outside because yeah. they know. Yeah. We do this every weekend. Yeah. This is our thing. And they have like, you know, they live in California, so it never rains. Right, so exactly. they have these awesome like outdoor theaters or the other videos where people just in their yard, they'd have like a, a table and a bunch of stuff and wires everywhere and a laptop right, setting up. Yeah. And I was, I, uh, yeah, there's gotta be a better way. <laughs> so. Well, I like, <clears throat> um, you mentioned like, you know, this is a good prototype. And one of the things that uh, that I liked that Jimmy Duresta said in a couple different, like, podcasts as well as videos, and he may have even said it on his, uh, on the um, trailer build video that he just put out. But he said, like, you know, for the first two or three, you're, like, going to school. You know, it's like for the first uh, couple, yeah, yeah. You're, you're figuring it out. You know, and that was the one thing right. that we, we talked about and we kind of joked about a couple of times that there's, like, a lot of time figuring you know, so when we're shooting a video figuring. for something yeah. that, that I've never made before. There's a lot of time spent figuring, you know, like we're like, okay, well, how about, mm-hmm. what about this? What about this? You know, and when it's something like that, that it's something for both of us, you know, we want to make sure that we're both on the same page with the design and how it's built. You know, how right. many shelves does it have? Does it like, is there a, a cover that folds open? Does it have like, you know, like a bread box thing that slides up so you can project it like what it was, you know? And so we had to kind of go through the different iterations of, of those ideas before we came up with the one where it's basically like you have a whole top box that goes over top of the whole thing and latches down to the bottom. You know, that's your cover right. and you pull that off and everything's inside, which I think worked pretty well and may or may not have been the best solution, but it was a solution that worked well for what we wanted. And I also think your idea of doing like the decals and stuff, the the decoration on the box on the inside and then leaving the outside black was nice too because that gives you that kind of like uh, production soundstage, you know, movie set feel <laughs> to it. You know, it's like a black box yeah. with like a metal hardware handle and stuff. And, and you had the idea right. of like doing if, some stencil like name or something, you know, like. <laughs> right. That, that was my only thing. If we came up with a better name, maybe I would put it. I, I, how, how tall is the box dust? What three feet? Or, uh, it's probably two or feet. How many? Two. Do you remember? I think it's it's like with the with the legs, it's probably two. right around twenty four inches. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit more than that. I think it's pretty tall. I think yeah, it's maybe. at knee. Oh, anyway, anyway, two to three feet. Just a little inch stencil at the bottom would be where you'd put your product logo. Just real right, simple. Yeah. Right. Uh, theater in a box. Make a movie box. Right, something like yeah. that. Yeah, and, I think and that that would be cool in a nice font. Yeah, no, I thought that would have been cool. Yeah, and that's something you know that 
yeah, maybe we do in the future. But and I, I like I said, I just kind of like that feel. It, it had that kind of industrial feel. Like this is a box that yeah, you know, you can kind of throw into not throw, but you know, <laughs> like you can put into a cargo <laughs> truck with a bunch of other stuff and take it with you. You know, it's like it's like a, a lighting yeah. box or like a you know film right. canister box or something. You know, it's it kind of had that feel too, which is kind of cool. And we we originally had thought to put the um little uh cop or uh, brass corners on those kind of like protector corner things but um, right. it was it was fine without it i like what we what we did it turned out pretty good yeah mm-hmm. that was fun yeah and then we just shot the uh the ending we got together and shot a little movie night on monday on labor day um mm-hmm. and originally that was supposed to happen on saturday but uh but that uh it would have was like uh it was, it raining. was raining yeah right yeah so we ended up not doing it but That's- uh that was the main issue, and but it was cool. We just couldn't, yeah. And we we got together and and it was and it worked surprisingly well. You know, <laughs> one of the things that we didn't show, we didn't film was our uh, the projector or the um, the the reel, the extension cord reel. Um, so I took mm. a shop light, you know, one of those orange. Uh, w- wheels or reels that you can hang up in your shop and then you can you plug it in and then you can draw out um, a retractable 20 foot long you know extension cord that has a light on the end of it and so we were trying to think about how to do something like that and we're like well you know that type of thing doesn't really exist you can get extension cord reels that you have to then hand reel back up and and I was right. like, we were both saying how it'd be cool to have something that could just pull in or pull out you know like automatically mm-hmm. and like a vacuum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Like a vacuum. You're like you want to be able to pull out the mail end so you can drag it across and plug it in somewhere. And uh right. and so we had some other ideas of putting in like just little L shaped brackets to be able to wrap an extension cord around so you could, you know, keep it inside or whatever and and then we're like look in and I just like look across the shop and I see that the cord reel with the the light, <laughs> which I don't ever use. I got it in a for at a yard sale for like five bucks or something. Um and it's just not ideal for my shop and I, I've never been able to find a way to be able to like hang that light in a way that points at the where where I want it because it always just has like a right. hook on top and you can right. like hang it up but then it's just like aiming random spots you know like so yeah. so I never use it so I was like well what about that I was like I could think I could just switch the male and female end because the short end was the male end and the long end was basically the female which had the light on the end of it and I was like well yeah. what if I cut off the light and cut off the male end on the other side and switch them so i put the female end on the short side and the male end on the long side so then you can drag it out and plug it into a wall and it worked perfectly i checked i double checked it with a couple of my buddies who know more about electric electricity than i do and they were like (laughs) and even you you know we were talking about like well it's just one cord with you know three or four wires it's got you know uh, a power you know uh, a ground and then whatever the other one is you know what i mean like there's a hot right. there's a, yeah, a not yeah. hot and then there's a ground or whatever you know like, so as long as <laughs> like as long as it's not a one-way cord and you know electricity doesn't work like that it works in a loop you know you as long as everything's hooked up correctly you should be good to go right. and right and yeah so i just like got like really nice kind of low profile black male and female ends from home depot for a couple bucks and or lows or something i forget what it was and uh and hooked them up it worked perfectly that was super cool. Yeah, it looks it looks legit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cool. So to be able to just drag it out and plug it in, it was it was really cool. And it like you know it sat on the ground, which I think your yard and where we set it up is probably like the max uh, like 
angle of a yeah. yard you would ever grade. do it in. Right. You, know, you have like you right. got like a five or nine percent grade on your hill. You know, it's pretty yeah. steep. And we just set the box if, down. If and tr- it was perfect. If yeah. if trucks if trucks were to drive down it, you'd need a, a sand ramp. Yeah. <laughs> to, yeah, to slow <laughs> you down at the bottom. Right. Yeah. Right. But yeah, so you know, we put it down on it, and sure enough, it's like you know, leaning over pretty good. But we had the uh, had the um, the tripod head to be able to adjust the adjust the uh, the the, the right. projector, and it worked perfectly. It was really really, which cool. was a part of the figuring, yeah, or figuring, <laughs> right, figuring that that was like I was thinking so much, like maybe I'll make, maybe we'll make. I was looking for legs that could be adjustable, like a tripod, right. or maybe just take tripod legs and then. But then you'd be lifted up and down. And, yeah, the whole you know, box, lock right? In. Yeah. And then we just kind of said, and then I was looking for just like tripod and tripod heads. And there were so many of those online that you could just get the head. And I know that's separate from the sticks below. And then, but then I looked for an old camera one I had that I got at a uh, yard sale or something right. for like 10 bucks or five bucks. And that worked great. We had to do a, a few adjustments, but that, that was such a simple thing yeah. that. But we, you have to have a couple of people talking about it and then thinking about it. Like, oh, just put the tripod head on top of the box, and then it can be any angle you right. want. Right, and it does. You just set the box down where you, you know? want, and you make your little slight adjustments to the to the uh, projector, yeah. and you're good to go. And it was it was perfect. Yeah. it was awesome. It worked great. In like two minutes, we had everything lined yeah. up. Everything and the the um, Cosmos Max auto focuses, which yeah. is sweet. You push a button and it adjusts, and it's super sharp. And we watched some YouTube videos yeah. and some <laughs> stuff, and a little bit of like Jurassic Park just to get some footage of it. But it was, it's great. It's such a cool thing. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, uh, we have some more nights up before the year's over. We'll, we'll try to get some in. If not here, there's some things going on. Uh, I'm probably moving somewhere, and there's some things, but we'll, we'll definitely find a spot. Luckily, we have a uh, movie theater in a box, so we can go anywhere <laughs> we go. No matter where we go. Yeah, you just have to figure, you <laughs> just have right. to have a blank wall to project it on, and then you're good to go. Or at least yeah, something yep, close to it, yep. you know, that you can hang your screen on. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it does work really well. I was pleased with it. Um, talking about figuring, uh, that rem- it kind of reminds me of, something that would make a cool t-shirt or sticker you know or something like that like figuring yeah, figuring like like just that's kind of like something you got to do when you're a maker you got to spend some time figuring what is happening how do you solve this problem right, right? you're like you gotta you know and i had um someone commented on our most recent video that we just put up which is the um the sling the hatchet sling for corinne's hatchet um and they were saying how they really like seeing the drawing, you know, that it was like a really well, well done drawing. It really showed. And, mm. and I had to do that drawing to figure out what I wanted to do. You know, I had the right. idea in my head. Sometimes and I've talked about this right. before. Sometimes you have the idea, you can see it, or it's like just an iteration off of another idea you've done. And so you don't really need to work it out too much. But with that one, I knew I was going to be building, you know, the adjustable strap and all the, like everything I had, to, I, I needed, I needed to, I need to flesh it out, right? I need to figure, I need to have a figure in session to figure out what, what it <laughs> had to look like. And I think that was something that we did on this project was that. I thought that would be kind of fun. And um, maybe that would be kind of a, an interesting thing to make into like making make into a sticker or something. Somehow use that that wording or something just because I think that is something that we all do as makers. Figuring. Yeah, figuring. You know, like <laughs> just like. I don't know, like in quotes or in like a uh, in a thought bubble or something, you know, or something uh, like that. Yeah. Kind of cool. Yeah, right. 
Um, yeah. We have our other one, which uh, we've talked about on this podcast quite a few times, and we actually, we it was your, you devised it, the the maker switch, um, where mm. we talked about the maker switch, and then you came up with the idea, yeah. which we've come up with a few different design drawings of that, and uh, I think that we should we should do that, make a sticker out of that, and then uh, and then make some AOC stickers. So when we go to Maker Camp, which is less than a month away now, or about a month away, I should say. Oh my gosh! Um, then we'll have those, and we can give them out to some people. And um, one of the things that was just kind of introduced as something that people could participate in if they want to at Maker Camp is the the Maker Camp Maker Swap. Um, yeah, and basically it's just a an organized uh, craft swap where if you want to participate, you just basically let them know that you're going to participate, and you make something, and then you go to Maker Camp and you give it to the organizers and then they'll collect everything. And then the next day they basically give everyone something who turned something in. So you, you don't know who you're going to get. You're going to get some, somebody's going to make something that you're going to get as long as you participate and you, you know, put in something that you made. So I think that's a really now, cool idea. There's I, I, yeah, I did see a little bit about that. There's no like, pr- I guess you can't really put a price on like handmade items. Right. You could. Um, yeah. That was one of the things like, you know, this is, it's, you know, Maker Camp is like any other convention. It's a, it's where people who are really interested in that type of stuff are going to go, you know, so their interest yeah. lies in making things that are cool. So basically the, the directive was to make something that's cool. You know, it's, this is like your, your chance to showcase what you do. So make it cool, right. you know, like put some time and effort into it. <laughs> um, so I'd have, I had a few ideas of what I could make. The one thing that they were mentioning was like people are going to be like flying here and traveling. And so you want to make something that's small enough that can go into like a carry on. And in my mind, as soon as they said that, I was like, damn it. That's like all the stuff that I'd want to make or not all of it, but a lot of the stuff that I'd want to make are like sharp, dangerous things that you can't put in a carry on and take with you <laughs> on a plane. You know, but I still, but you were like, well, yeah, whatever. Like a lot of people are just going to be driving. Like you might as well. And so I do, I do think I'm going to make something and I'm trying to debate on what that is. I'm, I'm debating on what that is in my mind, what, the, what it is, but it'll probably be something sharp <laughs> and pointy of some sort. Right. Um, you know, we have like the, the, the marking knives that we made recently, which I think that'd be cool because I think a lot of people at maker camp will, you know, or woodworkers, um, or at least are in a situation where they need to mark some type of wood at some point when they're, you know, measuring and cutting and things. Maybe something like that. Well, that would be good. Maybe. Um, that would be cool. Uh, maybe the maker knife, which I made, you know, like the shop maker knife, which had the ruler on the back on the spine. That would be cool. Oh, that yeah. might be pretty sweet. Um, but I'm also, like, inclined to make a bushcraft axe just because I love making them, and that's something that. I think our channel's known for you know do a do a modification bushcraft axe with like a vintage handle and so we'll see I'm not sure either way like I, yeah. it'll be it'll be something cool but it'll probably be one of those three things because I could make you know I could make like a mallet or I could make something you know more decorative of wood or or metal but but you know I don't know I just feel like the things that I like to make and that I want to give someone to have something that I've made are things that are like axes and knives. So, yeah. so maybe that's what I'll do. And then if someone's think, flying somewhere, think, you know, we'll offer to mail it to them or something. Yeah, I think a marking knife would be really cool. Yeah, I do too. Because that's a lot of people don't – well, they do, but not people don't necessarily have a 
built purpose marking knife. Right. Right. They either have one that they use, or maybe they do. Right. Or maybe they have something, but it's it's something. All these people have knives. Right. Yeah. And they will all have knives that they probably are going to love more than what you'll give them, or they'll use more because they have a skeletal or something or something with a right. clip. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But if you give them a specific thing, like hey, you use it for this. Right. I. I and out of a file, I think that's cool. Yeah. The repurpose thing. It looks it looks really cool. Uh, I think that'd be a great one. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I think that's, I don't know. It's something that, I, again, I'd be like, there's a precision and a, and a skill that goes along with, you know, grinding and, and shaping and, mar- you know, making something like that that I feel... I would feel confident giving that as the thing that I made that I'm proud of, you know, like even though it's not a super hard right. thing to make, but to make it like clean and do it well, yeah. takes you know, takes yeah. some time and some effort. And right. so, you know, I'd feel confident that that was the thing. I was like, well, you got to make something that is, you know, you feel like you put enough time and effort into it. So that way, if you get someone else's thing and they've like put, you know, a hundred hours of labor into this thing and you're like, uh, <laughs> right. I spent like 10 minutes making this or, you know, a, a couple hours or something like, eh. but but everyone has right, their thing can, like everyone can do something that not everyone else can do right and so that's the thing so it's not necessarily the like hours of time you put into it but it's the hours and hours and hours of experience that you've built up to give you the ability to make this thing at this point in however long it takes you right so it's it's yeah. all that it's all that time and effort and, you, and your knowledge put into it you know you know you know it'd be cool because we're talking about hours and and i mean you put a we just did like cardboard coverage for now yeah um on on our marking knives but we did talk about just a, a short little leather sheath just like you did yeah. for nicole for her little knife yeah for my it'd be kind of cool what, what if you what if you did that because that doesn't take long right. and and did the leather tie down to the bottom yeah so it's like a cap yeah and if people don't like it if they think that gets in the way then you can untie it anyway. Right. And you can just have the sheath on its, the little, you know, the, the leather sheath on its own. Right. But if you maybe tied it to it, then it's one thing. You could store it like that and you pop it off like a yeah. Sharpie. You do it and then pop it back Or maybe on. it has like a, uh, like a Jim Brown um, knob. And that's kind of just like a, like a doorknob, basically a small version of a little teeny doorknob that you can use to like close over by just pushing like a hole through the leather, leather over that. But instead of using that, I do a little Jim Brown thing, and then I do like an elastic, like a shot cord type thing at the end of the um, at the end of the knife that you like just fold down and, and push over. You know, you just stretch down and clip over the little clip or the little the mm. little like knob, so that way it, the that way the cap sheath doesn't slide off. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That way, yeah. Then you put cool. your leather sheath on, and you and you like just use your elastic to hang it on, so that way it can't just pop off and. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Like yeah. That. All right. Well. Well, if nice. you uh, if you're participating in the Maker Camp Maker Swap, um, make sure you're using the hashtag Maker Camp Maker Swap um, on Instagram because that way we can all see what people are making and you know get a little taste of what you might have a chance of getting if you're participating. I know there's a bunch of people who are already participating, so um, if you're interested do that it'd be fun and then bring your thing and then uh get somebody else's really cool thing you never know you might like you might get like a jimmy duresta ice pick you know <laughs> or uh or like a <laughs> lara comp you know leatherman because i'm pretty sure lara's gonna be there and you know who knows it could be something really cool but, yeah 
Yeah. But yeah, so again, so hopefully we can um I wanna I'm gonna kind of probably this weekend do a couple uh final versions of potential stickers and then get them sent out so I can get those stickers in so we'll have them to give out to people and exchange and stuff because that's something that's like super simple but people love you know like people love putting stickers of other people's stuff and and showing just that little bit of support you know like you just like in in a maker's shop you pan across and you see like somebody's sticker somewhere right and it's that little bit of support like you know we're all here to support each other so giving out and getting stickers and putting them up i think is really fun and um yeah yeah we gotta yeah either order them or we can do some certain ones. We can do oh, some yeah. quick oh, cut. Yeah. Oh, speaking of that, I went. To, I meant to ask you this earlier, but how does that work? Like, is it a does the whole head move around like on a four axis or whatever two axis like X Y? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a printer. But it, it, does it slide back and forth like a printer, like on one axis, or does it move back and forth? It moves and, the paper. It it moves ah, the sheet. The paper. Gotcha. So the paper is moving. And the whole so so mm-hmm. the cutter head can move X Y. So actually, the cutter or, actually, I think the cutter head. Yes, I think it moves short movements, but side to sides long because it looks like a printer and back and forth a little bit. But it, it does it shifts the the paper, paper over the, back, cu- the yeah. cutting surface. Yeah, it has a cutting surface you stick it to, and that goes around. Okay. So you need room behind the printer and in front of it because the whole thing. Shifts back. So, does the whole bed that shift does that shift X and Y? So, like, you know, left and right, and up and down, or does it just shift? No, just up and down, gotcha. up and down, and then your your then cutter, cutter moves, moves left and right, left or right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's how you get the four directions. That's how you get the X Y. Is the bed moves one way yeah. forward and back, and the head moves left and right. Okay, right. that's cool. Yeah, that's nice. so it can keep it compact. The whole thing's only you know five inches wide, right. or you know it's it's wide, but you know the other way the other direction it's very slim. yeah it's only five inches deep but it's um, yeah but it can but be... you you need yeah you need room on either side but if we wanted to do a short run of certain stickers we could do that because i can get a whole five foot by 12 inch sheet of vinyl stick paper right. and we could cut out a million or not you know we could cut out 50 or 100 for 10 yeah. bucks or whatever we right. wanted i wonder but that would that be would it be just a positive, like a negative positive image? Uh, it depends. Yeah, it depends what you want to cut. Right. I guess you um, can like do two stages, and, and you can yeah, you, and you can change it, and it does it good too because it it gives you it doesn't cut straight through the vinyl. It 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 recognizes what you're using, right. and doesn't cut all the way through the sheet. Right. So the sticker I had still had the bottom on it. I peeled it off. Everything else was left. That was in the negative space. The piece of paper was still on. Yeah. But the paper was still there. Right. So you're not pulling it right off the thing and having to use it right away. You can cut them right. and it's still ready to go. Okay. All right. Be you don't necessarily see what the sticker will be, though, which is kind of. Right. It would, it would look like a black sheet of nothing, kind of. You'd right. see the cutout, but it wouldn't. Or, you know, you could. I mean, we could. I um, I do like the idea. Take, take off the extra area. Yeah. Like, um, it'd be kind of cool to make a stencil. You know, to make something that people could use as a stencil, you know, like again, like the Duresta, you know, the name Duresta, you know, like oh, <laughs> like have yeah. a stencil, then people could use it and like spray paint something, you know, like psh, spray a little logo <laughs> yeah. on, you know, something that'd be kind of cool, and that would be cool too to like to yeah. make some stencils because then instead of having to put stickers on anything, you know, if we make the like AOC stencil, we can stencil that onto different things like in the shop and whatnot, you know, it'd be kind of cool. 
Yeah. Could that yeah. cut through like cardstock, like something a little thicker? Yeah, it does cardstock. Okay. That's its main. Oh yeah. Its oh, main yeah, thing so, right, is because uh, yeah, it's yeah, like um, scrapbooking and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think I mean it's thickest can it can cut like through like faux weather and uh, faux leather and like balsa wood, but it has to be real thin stuff, right. and you need to buy a different cutter head. But cardstock, it's really good. Right. At. Oh, that's cool. Nice. I like it. Yeah, Drew and Steph have one as well. Um, they Drew's mm-hmm. used it to cut out and to do the um, the iron on transfers for like shirts and stuff for for our mm-hmm. sailing crew gun. So that's been pretty cool. Yeah, how those iron ones turn out? They're okay. Yeah, they're great. They look awesome. The um, the I think the permanence of them is based off of user skill rather than you know the product mm-hmm. because like with our with our sh- shirts we have the word the word in our font across the front the uh the uh what's it called um uh blade runner the blade runner font so we have the word gun oh, yeah. in the blade yeah. runner font large across the front of the front of the shirts and on the back is a drawing you know like an elevation drawing of our boat you know so the whole thing so like a, an actual like um design drawing of the boat on the back and because that was really a lot of really thin lines like you know the mast and all the like different lines and the headstay and forestay and things. Those um, lines, like on my shirt, a lot of them have just come off. Like the adhesive is wore off, or the sure the um. There's like a layer of adhesive and then a layer of plastic, super thin together. And when you like iron them, they all bond together. But if you don't iron it, you don't have enough heat on it, or you don't do it long enough. You know then there's a chance of it, you know, not holding well. So some of my lines have come off, but I think that's again because we're using we were using like a synthetic, you know, like active wear shirt and Drew was concerned that he if he did it too long, he'd just start melting the shirt, you know. So he's like, you know, so some of those things have right. come off, but but otherwise they look awesome. Like he did an awesome job. He lined everything up really well and they look great. As a, you know, a good solution. So yeah. It was fun. And you know, something that that's one of those things that um we've done for a while with our our sailing crew is to have shirts that everyone can wear that's the same one you know you have your your team jersey basically and um yeah and not a lot of other sailing teams do that you know when you see like when you get up into the more professional levels of course they do right everyone has the same thing on but but for like weekend races and stuff not a lot of people do so we always feel it you feel good to have that because you feel like you're part of something and you feel like that you stand out a little bit more so you know whether or not like you're like me or drew or charles and we own the boat or you're the crew and you you know we all we all feel like you're part of it you know like that's our boat Mm -hmm. you know so it's one of those fun things that we like to do is to have those shirts and they're so easy to do so easy to do you know and i got like eight or ten shirts from walmart for five bucks a piece or something so it's not like we're spending a ton of money but and and yeah the other thing too is that if you're interested in getting something like that like if we wanted to get aoc shirts or you know or other aoc shirts like we do it through teespring but there are lots of different places online that you can send in things to have t- shirts done for, right. you know. And now now everything is, like, you can do small batch. You could do 10 or you could do 5 or whatever you want, you know. You can just send them in and they'll make them mm-hmm. for you. So, pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, man. All right, man. Well, um, I, think, I think we're good. I think uh, it's late <laughs> and <laughs> we're trying to you know, figure out how to fit all this stuff in another, another one of those things mm. like being busy and trying to do as much stuff as we can and trying to push. And, you know, we, I, uh, so for those of you listening, it is, um, it's 1144 PM 
on Thursday night. If you'll be listening on Friday, it's going to come out tomorrow at 4 o'clock in the morning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and because that's when I always have to set the time for, but I'll be editing. Usually it takes me about an hour and a half or so to edit afterward. But, uh, but yeah, I know you, you texted me a couple of days ago and you're like, well, I work on Wednesday and Thursday, both late, you know, work in the Orioles game. So like, what are we going to do? And I'm like, well, nah. we were originally going to aim for last night, but you didn't get home until like 1130. And I had been like asleep on the couch for an hour by that point. <laughs> so I was like, uh, yeah, we're going to have to wait. Um, and my buddy Sean, oh, we get yeah, it done. He was like, "Oh yeah, he was yeah. Like, you know, if you need, you know, if you need me to help record at any point, just let me know. I'm happy to join you. So it's good to have a backup just in case, you know, have some yeah. chat to. But we made it work out, and uh, and it was fine. You know, it is what it is. Yeah, um, I'll do a quick quick recommendation, right. which is a cheating a little bit, but is the uh, the Cricket Maker <laughs> three, or I think it's just called the Cricket Maker. Um, which we've been talking about, and it's been used, and blah blah blah. Um, I didn't think it would be able to cut such like really intricate details. Right. Something way sharper than a human hand, or, or you know, I'd say ninety-five percent of human hands could do. You know, cleanly right. and and just for decorations. Like if you're gonna do a lot of this stuff and have decorations for parties or birthday parties, you got kids. I think it's worth it. I think since there's a new one coming out. This one was under $300. And if you just go on like Etsy or, or, or a couple other places and try to buy like custom banners and yeah. stuff, they're expensive, expensive. Like, you yeah. know, anywhere from 50 to 100 bucks for something like yeah, that. Right. And I understand it takes time and maybe it's worth the money if you don't want to do it. But again, there's your maker switch. Yeah, yeah exactly. Turn it on. Get get this tool if you think you can use it. And I also was thinking, I was like, ah, oh, there's some stuff we can do for art of craftsmanship yeah. that we could also use it for. And you just got to buy the paper and stuff. But it's it's really impressive what it can do and how sharp it can cut. And it's uh, it's pretty slick. So there you go. Nice. If you're thinking about getting one, I think it's worth it if you have that type of mindset or somebody wants to do some crafting or make decorations or stickers and stuff like that. It's, it's pretty slick. Nice. Yeah. Right on. I think, like I said, I think what you said is if you're, if you're into like crafting at all and you want to make some of your own stuff, it's worth it to get something like that mm -hmm. because that's the other thing when you have something like that, then you'll make more things with it. I mean, I guess that's with any tool, right? When you have it, then you're like, oh, well, yeah. I have this tool now. I can do these things. You know, your mind, it's like when you buy a new car or you, you get a different car and then all of a sudden you see that car everywhere, right? It's because it's on your mind. Right. So right. when something like that's on your mind, if, if you're inclined to making things anyway and then you have it, then you're like, then you make more stuff. So just push Yeah, I think, I think people will be getting uh, cricket uh, cards for the rest. I already gave one to yeah, Corinne for her birthday. That was awesome. To Corinne. They're cool. You know, you cut out the negative space and you put a nice colored piece of paper and it looks real artisanal. It's very yes. nice. So, uh, yes. yeah, they look great. And it's like super professional looking, obviously, because it's a computer aided, you know, cutter. It's going to yeah, be like perfectly super, yeah. clean every time as long as like as mm -hmm. long as there's no, you know, technical difficulties. So, yeah, it looks great. Right. All right. Well, my recommendation this uh, this week is Tiger Lily Company, which is uh, Jason Knight's daughter, Tiger Lily, um, and she is a knife maker and uh, an awesome knife maker. She learned really well from her dad and does these beautiful integral um, hunters and chefs knives and 
um, you know, just beautiful work, really clean, clean designs, like all hand forged and then handmade and beautiful handles. Everything she does is really nice. So, um, you can check her out on Instagram. Her, her Instagram name is tiger lily underscore co underscore. So tiger lily company. Um, yeah, check it out. It's, it's beautiful work. Uh, there've been a couple, she's, there's a few times that she was on, um, Jason Knight's YouTube channel with him, like making some stuff, which is really cool watching them work together. Um, both his son and daughter are both makers. Like I know his son, I think it's Tristan. I think his name is, he does, um, you know, he, he does all sorts of knives and swords as well, but Tiger Lily makes some really beautiful, like really functional, um, knives. And I think that she is, um, she was down in Tennessee with her dad and then she moved up to Alaska with the DeRosiers, um, Adam and Haley DeRosiers, who are also other really awesome knife makers and, um, friends and maybe students and slash just companion makers of Jason Knight. Um, <laughs> so she was up there for a while too. So I'm not sure if she's back in Tennessee or if she's still in Alaska, but, um, but just doing awesome stuff, making really beautiful blades. So check her out on Instagram, tiger lily underscore C O underscore. And there Sweet. you go. All right. All right, everybody. Well, thank you all so much for listening. It looks like we've hit about right about an hour, which is where we were at last week. So it worked out perfectly again. Um, we really appreciate everyone who listens and comments and lets us know and shares it and spreads the word. It really makes a difference. And it's just fun to know that people are out there hanging out and listening. And apparently, um, if you sit in a room and talk to yourself enough, you start to feel like there are people listening to you, whether you're in you're in the room by yourself or they're out there, which is just a weird thing to think about. <laughs> so, uh, so we know you're out there. We know you're listening. We really appreciate it. And, uh, and thank you guys all so much. You can, again, follow us both on Instagram, uh, The Art of Craftsmanship and The Art of Camera Guy, and you can go over to uh, Patreon and support us there, which is just awesome support for the channel and um, and for the and for the, the podcast and maybe help to pay for us to go to Maker Camp for the, you know, the entire weekend as well. So uh, <laughs> so yeah. your support really makes a, it, it means a lot and it makes a difference. So thank you guys all so much. Um, that's it. Thank you, Devin. I appreciate you joining me this week. <laughs> Back to it, and uh, and we'll talk to you guys all next week. We have a, a fun guest who's going to be joining us, so keep your ears peeled. All right, guys, have a great one. We'll talk to you next time. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.